welcome to the Spirits Up Business Podcast. I'm Lauren. And I am Michelle. And today our episode is brought to you by the Afterlight Institute. So the Afterlight Institute, Ignite the Light, Magic and Miracles Within. If you are a spiritual teacher or practitioner that's been building your skills and knowledge for years, and you are ready to share this wisdom with the world, then the Afterlight Institute, aka me, would like you to apply to become a course creator. To help you share your message with the world right now, we will actually create your course with you. So we'll show you how to create a successful course. We'll help you with the public speaking and showing up authentically on camera. We'll provide you with mentorship. We'll help you, help you build your confidence and keep you accountable along the way. A lot of people don't have the time, capacity, the know-how, the tech experience, the marketing experience, or even know how to build the course structure. So we will help you with all that, take care of the marketing and the tech so you are free to do what you're good at, which is share your message. For all those details, just head to the show notes or head to the afterlight institute.com. All right, Michelle. Hello. How are you hello. today? Yeah, really good. So we are looking at colors today, Lauren, and what they represent. Yes. And we have sort of touched on this sort of thing before, uh, but not exactly. Um, and, you know, it is something that is really important. And I do feel like it definitely affects my mood. I don't know about the listener at home and, and you yourself, but I, I do feel like the colors we wear represent our mood, you know, our feelings for that day and stuff like that. So that's why I thought it might be interesting to chat about this. And maybe we think a bit more consciously around colors, what we have around us, what we have at our workplace, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. So uh, that's what today's theme is all about. Uh, but Lauren, we do like to talk first about what we've been getting up to and that sort of thing. Uh, would you like to go first? We've got a card drawer as well. So I think it may be my turn. Oh, yes. so I might just grab my cards. It's your turn. And, uh, and you just fill the listener in on what you've been doing and I'll uh, grab my cards. Hang on. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, yeah. So hmm, I'm trying to think about what I can tell you that is going to be interesting for you. You know, very often we go about our week and we're like, oh, nothing significant of value has happened for me to share with you. But I guess what I will say is that I've been meditating on a regular basis. I've been getting out in nature on a regular basis. And, you know, these things are all really helping with my mental health. Uh, personally, there was a period of time there when I wasn't meditating as much. And I think I just sort of got out of the habit and I stopped sort of remembering why I was meditating in the first place. And now that I'm back at it, doing it on a regular basis, it's really just allowing me to be more connected to spirit, allowing me to be more connected to coincidences and clarity of mind, new ideas coming into my head and things like that, which is always really helpful. And uh, what's really cute is George likes to meditate too. So he'll often sit on, on my legs or beside me when, when I meditate. Wow, so that's so cool. it's, it's really cute. It's a nice little moment. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of Wayne Dyer. And it's so funny because I believe that when we die, we shape shift and that we just leave this human body, but we're still spirits and we're still around. And I find it very funny, but when I listen to Wayne Dyer speak, I actually feel sad sometimes because I miss him, even though I never knew him. But he just, I think because I've been listening to so many hours of him and he's reading his books. This is pretty much what I'm listening to his audiobooks. 
he's just such a beautiful speaker and he's so eloquent and I just have this really strong connection with his content and him. And it's just funny when, you know, he died, I think six years ago or something like that. Now he was 75 and yeah. Wow. Yeah. That long, his anniversary just recently passed. And, uh, yeah, I guess what I'm trying to say is that audiobooks really are the best. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. And if you can listen to Wayne Dyer, he just speaks to me on a totally different level than a lot of people I've been listening to before. And I'm so thankful for his, his content. So I listen to all my stuff through Hay House Unlimited Radio. It's basically $100 for the whole year. You get audiobooks, meditations, courses. It's amazing. So, yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say. Nothing really super major. You and I have a big announcement to announce at the end of this show, however. Um, so our listener at home should stay tuned for that. Absolutely. What have you been up to? Uh, well, I was just going to show you the card first. So I've got the Sacred Earth Oracle, uh, Tony Carmine Saleno. So she's the artist and author, well, the author rather, of the first oh, of a card deck that I ever owned deck. in my life. So it's a full circle thing. It's quite Native American Indian. It's got sort of a dragonfly, a person standing with their back to the uh, front of the image. And there's a beautiful dragonfly on her back. She's got the feathers in her hair. It's very Native American Indian. There's a buffalo in the background and it's all sort of hand painted. Her illustrations are beautiful. The back of the card is like a a gnarly sort of tree uh, and several trunks, like five different, six different trunks. Yeah. I'm going to buy this stack today. And the uh, front of the card is balance. So the back of the card, I should say, the bit with the description on is balance. So you've got the masculine and feminine there. Uh, Red and blue are their outfits. They're both women, uh, but it is actually representing balance, which, yeah, is your masculine, feminine, work life, you know, balance between all things, you know, that we we talk about. Uh, Going out bushwalking, you know, having some downtime, whatever it is, getting to nature, getting to the ocean, whatever your thing is. It's trying to achieve that. And um, you can see in the image, there's a beautiful little circle sort of hovering between the two ladies with the different colors, which is also red and blue. And they're sort of linking uh, their hands almost. And there's, um, I don't know what that is. Oh, that's a dragonfly. That's a dragonfly up the top there. Um, so dragonflies are signs from spirit when we're looking for signs, you know, giving mm-hmm. us a little bit of uh, direction and that sort of thing. And I feel like sometimes, you know, the sign of the dragonfly is interesting there because sometimes when we are out of balance and we're not doing those other things that are topping up our cup, then the animals will sometimes show up and let us know, remind us that, you know, you need to get out there and do that other thing. So um, balance Mm. today for the listener at home is our card for the day. And that is from the Sacred Earth Oracle. Um, Just quickly, I do have my master healing cards here. Just wanted to draw a card from those as well, universal symbols. So these are Ken Dowling. He's based near me, um, sort of Sunshine Coast up towards Gympie. And I uh, just wanted to pull one of these and this will be for our group. So a group card. Um, and this is great. Look at the picture on that. It's very angelic. It's got beautiful wings, a little hair. Mm. It does look very angelic to yes. me. And this is be the master. Yes. To master yourself is to master your life. Mastery is a state of being, loving and living a great life. When you know and embrace all of yourself to master your emotional body, you will master your life. You have evolved through experience. You have shared who you are not, and you know your conscious creativity. I am the master of my destiny. 
It's beautiful, hey? Um, it's a beautiful angel beautiful. in front of that. So I'll take a photo of both of those and uh, pop them into the show notes. A listener at home won't be able to see those, but um, just for our benefit, just for our benefit, we'll um, post those in the chat, in our chat here today. So it'll be really nice. Uh, in terms of what I've been doing, I did a beautiful activation on the weekend, Lauren, and uh, I went out with um, a light language lady that I know um, and one of my girlfriends that I went to school with, actually, which is funny. And we did a beautiful activation up at Condalilla Falls and it was on September 11. And I did talk about this. I did preview this uh, previously. And I was mm. sort of, it was one of those dates. I was sort of always like, oh, I don't really want to do anything or think about it or, you know, rah, rah. and we thought, well, you know, it just felt right, you know, to do it on that particular date. And so we went ahead and, uh, and did it. And it was just amazing. We had nine, uh, 11 women in the morning and we had nine in the afternoon. And that was, uh, that was amazing because we didn't plan any of that. It was just, that's how it worked out. And, you know, what are the chances? 11 and nine, you know, we have people dropping out. We had new people coming in at the last minute and somehow we ended up with 11 and nine, nine and 11. So that was amazing. Um, and the energy was beautiful. Um, and that evening, my lady that I was staying with, who's a light language lady, um, she and I managed to lock ourselves in our room right before we were going to dinner. So we're meant to go to dinner at 6.30 in the evening. And Ness sort of says to me, Michelle, um, can't get the front door open. And I'm like, what? What do you mean? And she's like, we're locked in. And I'm like, what? And we're meant to be going to dinner in 10 minutes. And um, I'm going, oh my God. So she's there. And I'll show you a photo, Laura. I'm the listener at home, i to see this, but um, I'll show you a photo of this door. So we've got this uh, screen door. The glass door wasn't shut. And there's like a little kind of black handle right there. And that's what we we're pulling to open this door. So, oh, you know, weird. and there's a sliding door that was pulled back. <laughs> so it was, it was getting dark. Like this is in the morning. She took that photo, but it was, it was dark. You know, we couldn't see anything. And we we're like, please. And we couldn't get it open. And I'm going, oh my God. And so I've rung emergency. So there's an emergency backup number to call, talk to the manager. And they didn't answer. And I'm going, oh my God. And so I've sent an SMS to the manager going help we're stuck in our room and then she's like you better ring reception because maybe you're having dinner or like sorry the restaurant area so i've run the restaurant and i'm going we're locked in our room and blah 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 and so i said to them look if you want to spare staff and can you send them up the hill and we were like literally we're the last cabin that this place has like we were out in the mountain like the furthest one away from everything and it was it wasn't walking distance and um we couldn't call out to anyone because there's no one else around so it was getting a bit uh, a bit scary and so uh, Vanessa's there in the lounge room going, all right, Michelle, we just have to accept, you know, she's very spiritual, um, that, you know, the universe doesn't want us to have dinner at 6.30 and blah, 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 and it's meant to be, and it's got to be 20 minutes later. And blah, blah. and she was quite hungry. And, um, and so then she's on the phone to one of her friends telling her that we're locked in our room. And then this person rocks up in a chef's uniform at our front door. And we're like, thank God, thank God, they're here, they're here. And she's got this chef's uniform. Anyway, she walks up and she just goes with the hand slides it open hey what's going on and we're like weird what did you just do and she's going i just opened the door and i'm like was there something did you unlock something was there something going on here like how did you just unlock this door we're locked in and at that well before that i missed a bit um the manager actually told us to go out the window in like one of the master bedrooms and there was a big drop like it was a really big drop and i'm thinking is she mad is she mad we didn't break her ankles um, plus all the screens seem to be fixed in there as well. So we couldn't even get out, but we did, we did look at that option. Anyway, this woman's just opened the door and she's like, she's looking at us like we're crazy. And we're going, how did you? And she's like, I just opened it. And then we look and the little black thing we've been pulling 
wasn't a handle. The little black thing was attached to the wall with screws. We're pulling the wall. It wasn't even oh on the door. God. The door didn't have a handle. The door didn't have a handle. You just had to put your hand on it and open it. Like there was no handle on the door. It was broken. It was broken. So we're pulling. I should say so many things right now, Michelle, but I won't. I'll just say it's you're really like, beautiful. Seriously. <laughs> seriously. My brain and Vanessa's brain took a holiday and went away. Like it just, my brain was not there. And I'm thinking, wow, so why did I just put my hand on? And, you know, but it's like there's a little black thing and you assume that's a handle. Most sliding doors have something to grab onto. There was nothing to grab onto. Yeah. So in my defense, in my defense, um, the door was clearly broken and it was a hazard. You know, imagine if there was a fire or something, we'd be like, oh, my God, how do I got the door? Um, so it's quite dangerous. Um, but, yeah, that was, my, uh, that was my Saturday night. So we were all like oh, you know, Zen, and, da, da, da. and next time we're locked in our room when we weren't actually locked in our room. So when we got to the restaurant, because uh, you know the ugly laugh, you know doing the ugly laugh? It was just, we were hysterical. Yeah. And so the chef was doing the ugly laugh. We were doing the ugly laugh. We got down to the restaurant. Everyone's ugly laughing. And we're like, oh my God, that's so embarrassing. Um, so yeah, we were kind of the, uh, the butt of everyone's jokes. Uh, but that was, my, that was my Saturday, Lauren. It was fabulous, fabulous. Um, and you hilarious. know, laughter is really good. Laughter is great, you know, for clearing, clearing out all the, yes. uh, you know, energy, whatever it is, like raising the vibrations. So we had um, very high vibrations by the time we went to dinner that night. Um, so it was fabulous. So uh, yes, that was my, my weekend. Um, so shall we get into the show? And I can't see anything because my cat is standing in front of me. Um, but shall we get into the show? <laughs> shall we do that? Yeah, let's get into the show. This sounds great. So you're, um, I believe that this subject came up because you wanted to talk about colors. I can't really remember why we chose to speak oh, on because this, I but I guess one in colors, yeah, particular colors. Yeah. Okay. So. I'll just say that, uh, you know, I think primarily for this conversation, Michelle is going to take the uh, sort of the lead on it, especially because from a spiritual point of view, this is what she does in, in her line of work. But one thing that I will say is that color really is one of the strongest nonverbal forms of communication. And, you know, I think that when we think about color, even if we just think about how when if two people are walking towards us, if somebody was wearing all black and the other person was wearing color, we would probably gravitate naturally to the person who's wearing color, that the person in all black in a way is sort of blocking us from maybe connecting with them, which even as they say that aloud is very funny because I'm always the person who's in all black. Yep. Anyway, needless to say, um, when I first understood the power of color, it was a really significant moment. It was one of those aha moments that you have in life where you realized for the first time there's this whole hidden world that you were never aware of. So I'll just take you back way, way, way back for a second to when I'm in my early 20s, late teens even. And I was out partying and I had had way too much to drink and ended up getting really sick. And at the time I was wearing a red shirt, a red hoodie. And I remember I was so sick and I ended up changing from a red, red top to a blue top. And the minute I changed shirts, I was fine. I calmed yeah. down. I wasn't stressed. I was just, I was able, you know, I was better basically. And I remember I went, wow, I understood the power of color from that moment. And so from that point on, I realized that anytime I wore a cool, cause I always had, um, I've always owned like a really attractive red coat that I'll wear 
I mean, I've had different ones over the years, but you know, I always thought to myself, Ooh, I'm wearing my red coat, like watch out world. Cause you know, it makes me a little bit feisty. And, um, yeah, I just remember really understanding that in that time. And so then I knew anytime I was wearing my red coat that I needed to be a little bit aware that I might be a little bit more feisty than normal or a little bit not aggressive, but basically like a little bit more revved up, a little bit more intense than than usual. So I just wanted to share that because when you talked about doing a, a conversation on color, I remember thinking to myself how thankful I was that I did understand the significance of color and that I did have that sort of aha moment experience because I think that very often we get dressed or, or we wear things and we're not always thinking about the effect it's going to have on ourselves or even the effects it's going to have on the way that other people react to us. What a great point. I love that. Um, yeah, really, really interesting. And red is the one that I was going to start with. Just sort of, I thought we might go through, Lauren, and that's such a good example of the different colours and what they can, you know, represent. I've just got a cat sort of banging my microphone at the moment. Sorry to the listener at home. Uh, but as Lauren sort of alluded to, you know, with the red coat, um, that does relate to our root chakra. And when I first had an aura photo taken years ago, and I don't know if um, you've have a Lauren. I think you have. Have you had an aura photo taken? No, I've never had one. Oh no, my gosh, not. I need to I do get it. One done. So interesting. Yeah. Um, whenever yeah, I go I to expos, to I get them done. Like my body spirit do them and all of that. They're yeah, so okay. cool to look at because they change all the time. Obviously, you know, we're always in different moods and different things are going on. Right, right, right. They are very um changeable. But when I first got a photo taken, I remember I walked up and I was looking at, and it was in Bundaberg when I lived in Bundaberg and I was looking at the wall and I was like, wow, look at that. And there was some people with like rainbows and some people had like a lot of purple and a lot of yellow and beautiful colors. And I got my photo taken and I couldn't even see myself because I was all red. Like literally I was all red and I couldn't see myself at all because it was so dark. And I was like, what? happened to my photo. My photo sucks. Like here's all these rainbow colors and I'm just like all red. And I, at that point was quite, um, you know, volatile. I was, um, you know, my feelings and emotions were sort of just under the surface. I was very easily triggered. I was a very different person. I was, um, you know, a few months into my job as a journalist, um, my actual job in commercial radio, and it had been very difficult. It had been a very difficult sort of, um, entry. September 11 happened not long after I started journalism and which is funny because we were talking about that today, 20 years and I was a journalist for 21 years. So you can understand it's a lot, you know, being a sort of a new journal and getting into it. So basically everything was red um, in my aura. So that's, you know, it's passion, it's fire, you know, all of those great things. But when you've got all red, it means that it's quite unbalanced. You know, we need to get a bit more balance um, yeah. into our you know, or, and it was a very dark red, um, which is why I couldn't see myself. So the anger, frustration, trauma can also do that as well. So people have trauma, you know, in their life, um, then that can make it all very red. Um, and it's also overwork. So I always put myself into kind of overdrive and I've, I've done that for many years. But once I realized this, I was like, oh, gee whiz, you know, I want to, I want to get my aura, you know, different. I want to have less red and other colors in it. So as I went along, I, I did get other colors in it. So if you've got a nice pink um, and pink is, you know, a nice um, sort of bubble gum or sort of a light pink, it means that you're gentle in nature, um, loving energy. Um, so you think about the heart space, um, unconditional love, all that sort of stuff. Um, sensitive, very sensitive, uh, romantic, you know, all of that sort of stuff. So that's what your pink, you know, if you have that in your aura would represent. 
Uh, magenta is sort of a red and blue. Um, and so it is sort of between, you know, a couple of um, spectra, a couple of colors on the spectrum. So um, that's actually a little bit of red and uh, the blue for intuitive thinking. So a bit of a combination uh, and that makes people sort of very creative. Um, so it brings in a lot of creative energy for you have that color. Orange um, is a sacral. So creative, uh, creative energy, again, sensuality, um, emotional, um, quite emotional there as well. Uh, good for relationships, um, placing high value on friendships um, and interactions. So quite social, you would say as well. Um, liking to get to know everyone, including people, very inclusive. Yellow solar plexus, so that's intellect, self-esteem and your power uh, center. So very much um, related to the chakras, but this is the way the photos show up. You can get a tan as well. Tan represents um, someone who's logical and analytical. So a little bit more in the headspace. Green um, is always a healing color for me, uh, but it does relate again to the heart chakra, uh, personal growth and healing. Blue uh, representing throat, uh, communication, self-expression. Uh, you can get a turquoise, uh, indigo, so the third eye, intuition and inner knowing. Violet um, is your crown, but also relates to dreams and high consciousness. Um, when you see sort of violet, that's where we're sort of aiming for, for me as a reader. I want to have a bit of violet in my color. And I haven't actually had an aura photo taken for a while. So it'd be interesting to see what it looks like now that I'm working for myself in this industry. Um, but it also relates to prosperity, happiness and wholeness. So complete and a little bit of balance, what we talked about today with that card. Uh, and white, if we have an all white aura with no other color, that's a mark of someone who has transcended the limitations of the physical realm. Um, so this, this is an advanced, an advanced being, Lawrence. If you show up and you get a white photo, look out, look out. You've advanced. You've, uh, you're, you know, moving mm. on to the next realm. Or you're going to die soon, probably. Yeah. Well, maybe I was thinking that, but I didn't want to say. But thank you. Um, <laughs> so that, that's your white. That's your white. It means you've transcended, um, and that's pretty much enlightenment. You would say it'd have to be enlightenment, like the Buddha. You've become the Buddha. Um, so I just wanted to run through that. I, I feel like that's helpful. Yeah. Um, to go through what the colors represent and I am no longer all red and I have never had an all red photo. And that is uh, definitely my intention uh, to never do that again. So Lauren, did you, um, did you want me to talk a bit more into business here or? Well, I have a question about that. First yeah. of all, number one, I wanted to know, and I'm going to talk about colors and business in a second, mm -hmm. but I did want to know in your opinion, you know, you did say a couple times there for you. So you know how numbers very often can be subjective. We've talked about that before where you yeah. can have your own meaning. Mm -hmm. Can you also have your own meaning for colors or are colors really just a universal sort of, everybody sort of agrees that red is an aggressive, passionate color, fiery. Whereas could some people look at red and think, oh no, it really makes me feel calm and cool and collected. <laughs> which I wouldn't understand at all. Even when no. I say that it gave me anxiety because it's not the opposite right. feeling. Yeah. But I, was just yeah. yeah. I think, that, I think it's different if the color we're talking about colors related to sort of the chakras in the auric field, cause it's all connected. But let's say, I mean, if you were, if you walked into a room and the entire room is painted in red, what would that make you feel like? Stressed. Yeah. Yeah. So yes, it's open to interpretation. Yes, some people might walk in there and go, this is the best room ever. I feel like a majority of people would probably go with the, this is a bit much. This is a bit, bit much. Mm -hmm. If you think of it in that respect, but yeah, absolutely. People, you know, I, I, you know, do mentorship with people and I sort of get them to sort of feel color and I'm like, Hey, you know, what does yellow make you feel like? And a lot of people are like, sunshine and light and joy and, you know, all of that sort of stuff, you know, mm. so you do ask people and I might see something different but most people will see it as that. Most people will see yellow as that. Most people wouldn't say it's a depressing color, you know, for example. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, what's that- funny is the last house that we had, uh, I painted one of, cause we have feature walls in that house. Mm-hmm. Well, we do in every, every house, but in that house we had feature wall. And so I actually painted the whole wall red. Wow. It's like this, um, yeah, it was gorgeous. It was like this scarlet red. It was so beautiful, but because it wasn't everywhere, it didn't give you that feeling. It was just mm. this like pop of awesome color. And yeah, it felt really, really good. And then mm. in other parts of the house, we had like featured walls, which were teal or blue. Mm-hmm. And it worked really well together. The whole thing matched well, yeah. but um, yeah, we I actually did paint the whole wall in the dining room kitchen. That backsplash or the mm-hmm. back wall was all red, and it looked yeah. for me, it looked just awesome. It didn't give you a feeling of stress. In fact, when people came in, they always commented on how amazing the space felt. So mm. I think there is such a thing as overdoing it, kind of like yeah. what you were talking about originally with the. If your whole aura is red, you're going to have an imbalance. But if you have little hints of these colors, it's actually sort of nice. I was wondering as well, you know, if if you wanted to incorporate more enlightenment or more peace into your life, I mean, do you recommend into your aura? Do you recommend people wear those colors or they eat those colors? Or yeah, eating. How can you kind of that. how can you change your aura? Yeah. I think a lot of it is to do with knowledge is power, isn't it? You know, once you figure it out, when I saw that photo, I was like, what the hell is going on with my image? You know, my image sucks. So it's like knowledge is power. When he said to me, you know, there's anger here, there's, you know, um, reactivity, being reactive, a bit volatile, all that sort of stuff. I was like, "Mm, oh, okay. Um, And when they put the emotions on it, I was like, right. Okay. So I need to be less of that and more of this other thing. So it kind of makes you a bit more feminine. I guess that was where I started my more feminine journey because I was very masculine, very doing it all myself, you know, da, da, da. So I think knowledge is power. So for the listener at home, if you do get a photo taken and or a photo, if you feel like, um, you know, something's out of balance or you're drawn to one particular color, you're always wearing this particular color. Um, then, you know, maybe have a think at the, about the emotions, you know, I just Googled that, um, you know, what the meanings are for the colors and see if you can bring in more of the other, more of the pink, more of the green, you know, compassion, you know, all that sort of stuff. Um, but definitely the food and stuff, but I'll talk about that in a little bit. I do just Um, want to say just before you keep talking that you and I have been doing this podcast for over a year Mm. and Joy's never spent this much time ever. So Joy's Michelle's cat and she's sitting here and it's so cute to watch her cuddling you. And stuff like that. <laughs> it's so cute, but she's never, she sometimes makes an appearance for mm. a moment and then she leaves. Mm. So I wonder what it is about her today needing to cuddle you, whether she needs the cuddles or you need the cuddles or. Yeah. Yeah. She's she a little healer. wants to be. She's a little she's healer. Beautiful. We have had to look her in yeah, a little bit just... though, because she's been um, very quietly pooing in the neighbor's veggie garden. <laughs> so, oh, <laughs> the door is open, but I think she's um, a bit confused because I've been shutting the door and sometimes she's walking into oh. it and hitting her head and doesn't realize it's shut. So she's a little bit scared to go out now. So she's been spending a lot more time on my desk, <laughs> basically. So okay. um, she pooed on their lettuces, Lauren, pooed on their lettuces. So um, anyway, oh. anyway. Do they complain to you? Yeah, a few times. Yeah, she's been knocking on my door. Well, I've had clients here and stuff. So mm. yeah, it's a little joy joys. Um, yeah, inside a bit more than what she normally is. So yeah. 
But no, it is a treat. It is a treat having her here and she's very affectionate. Yes, it's Um, lovely. I love looking at her. Yeah. So I I did want to just mention it and Lauren's going to go into this as well, but um, I do a lot of business readings for people and and sometimes the colors around their business cards and or their office uh, may come up. And I know from working in radio for many years, um, a lot of the offices I've worked in are just gray, like everything's gray. And uh, having said that though, the first one I ever worked in, which is Charleville, Western Queensland, um, someone had painted every wall in a different color. So the first studio I ever worked in was red on one wall. It was the colors of the logo, red on one wall, purple on another wall and yellow on another wall. So it was red, purple and yellow, but it was the colors of the logo. And so every studio was painted in those colors. Uh, one, each wall was different. And I thought that is the coolest thing ever. And I loved working there. It was like one of the best places I've ever worked. And then every other studio I've ever worked in has just been all gray. Everything's gray. So there's not a lot of thought, you know, that goes into business colors. And so I felt this was worth sort of talking about. And I know Lauren will go into a bit of detail, but, you know, have a think about the color around your home. I mean, I don't have a feature wall in here, um, but I have got paintings. I've got a purple a, a picture that my Reiki master taught me. Uh, that painted for me. It's got purples and yellows and greens and it's um, like an oil painting. It's really beautiful. So that sits behind me. Um, and I have a color coming out of my, um, you know, um, salt lamp, obviously. I've got a diffuser with color. So I do have sort of pops of color, I guess, but, you know, and it might be nice to have, you know, a feature wall. I mean, we're building, so we might even look at that doing a feature wall um, of yellow or something bright. Um, so that's something for people to look at as they come into the room. But I am doing my business cards at the moment too. And, you know, I'm lightening those because I've got a whole stack of like blue and blue and um, black ones sitting over there that I'm not handing out because they don't represent me anymore. And it's not my name and it's not my, you know, my vibe. So I'm doing new business cards. And I was just talking to Lauren about it. I want to put um, gold on them, you know, because they came back with these, my beautiful feather logo with like big black, heavy printing, and it's like, oh, it just looks too heavy and it doesn't, it just made me screw my nose up and I'm like, eee. Um, but the metallic embossing and stuff like that is more expensive. So I've got to sort of weigh that up. But I feel like it represents me. You know, I feel like it'll represent me better. So I'm just looking at that in my business and it's like, what sort of feeling or vibe or, you know, what are you trying to send out to people? And do I want to have heavy black text? Do I want to have beautiful gold embossed text? It's a pretty easy question to answer. It's just finding, I guess, the right cost you know the right price point so colors in business Mm -hmm. i think are really important you know in your studio but also your business cards um but can you if you're in a workplace can you bring in some color are you allowed to bring in you know photos or pictures or you know that sort of thing things that will maybe take you to another place um because that changes everything having animals in the workplace changes everything but on a daily basis you can't bring your dog in every day um, you know, maybe some pops of color, maybe some beautiful images, um, you know, photos of nature, stuff like that. Um, there's a lot of color in nature. Yeah. Um, Lauren, what were your thoughts on that? Oh, well, one thing I wanted to mention, I think you just gave away a golden nugget really subtly there. I just want to drink, bring attention to it for a second. So you talked about how, when you were looking at your business cards, you screwed up your face. Yeah. Very often if people are learning to become more self-aware or about their body wisdom, that's actually a really, really good sign there for you. Not for you, but I mean, not to proceed, but so often we will actually have a physical reaction to something like screw up our face. Or for me, I frown. If I frown a lot, uh, it's because a something is like, it's difficult to read. So if you showed me, let's say something you want me to read over like a poster and it was just inundated with so much text, 
I would probably automatically furrow my brow mm. because I'm trying to concentrate. That yeah. for me is an automatic objection. It's an automatic, this is too hard. I'm not gonna even bother with this. Mm -hmm. Whenever I'm um, mentoring people about business, I'm always reminding them, what would the laziest person in the entire world do? Make sure you can cater to them. That's so, <laughs> so I just thought it was cool that you were talking about, you know, paying attention to your physical reaction to something. And, you know, very often we do get these signs from our ourselves, from our higher self, from our bodies that are telling us whether or not something is for us. So I just wanted to bring attention to that. And then the other thing that I will say just about color is that, you know, for me as somebody who wears black, I think probably if we were really to analyze it, it's always because I've been, I've always had challenges with picking up people's energy. I, I pick it up easily at being an empath. So I think that maybe on a subconscious level, being drawn to black is like a defense mechanism where maybe people won't be as drawn to, to me. I don't know. I'm just doing a little self-analysis here. But I think that what we need to pay attention to is that very much like our clothing, when we have colors in our business, we're also giving an impression. We're also showing people what we're sort of about and what we represent. Now, in raw raw, in my raw raw business, I was really bright and bold, lots of bright, bold colors, which for me, I love. I look at my raw raw branding and I just think it's so kick ass and I love it. None of it's black at all, uh, but it's really significant of the vibe that I really wanted from that brand. I really wanted people to feel excited when they looked at it. I really wanted them to feel maybe motivated to know more. And I think you can do that when you're really strong and bold with color. It's kind of as though you're, you're going, I'm not going to shy away. I'm not going to be subtle here. I'm going to, I'm going to cheerlead you on. I'm going to be in your face. I'm going to, I've got your back kind of thing. So, but then with the afterlight Institute and the afterlight podcast, I really was thinking about the subtlety and the peacefulness and the gentleness and the connection to spirit and the groundedness and lightness. Those were a lot of the words and feelings that I wanted for that, for that brand and that vibe. Now with the afterlight Institute, we've really incorporated a lot of purple because purple is a lot about crown chakra. It's a lot of expansion, expanding your knowledge, growing. And then it's, it's of course the color of spirit as well. So we really have a lot of purples mixed in with that. But then we have elements of gold and sparkle because a lot of what we do is really about magical miracles, igniting the light. It's a lot about those sparks of inspiration. And, the, and so we really have been mindful about those colors. So I just wanted to talk a bit about some of the colors. Michelle's already talked a lot about these, um, but I'll just reinforce them. What's really interesting is while I'm speaking, if you can bring to mind a brand that has this color, you'll find that it makes sense. So for example, red. And also I will say too that what Michelle was talking about earlier was really important because if you're too heavy on a certain color, it's probably not going to have the, sh the positive effects as much. It, it could actually bring forth some of those negative effects. So I think it's really important to have balance. So for example, red is often associated with danger and excitement and energy. Red also raises the blood pressure and it can make people hungry. And it can also be a trigger for impulse buys. 
So depending on what you want, Coca-Cola brand is red. That's a lot about energy yeah. uh, and momentum. I guess if it's, you know, if it's, brings upon hunger, maybe it brings upon thirst as well. You would imagine those two would be, um, you know, sort of connected, but then with the trigger to buy. So um, some of the clients that I work for, they have brand in their logo. And the reason why they do that is because they want people to buy their product or to take note of it. Red is a really standout sort of color. So then you have pink and Michelle, you talked about that earlier, pink being feminine, sentimental and romantic. So for example, if you were wanting to maybe cater to an audience that was youthful or an audience that was more room, maybe you have a product that's more in the romance sort of Excellent scale, or point. maybe you're, you're trying to cater to, to women very often, maybe young women, pink might be a color that you might want to look at incorporating orange. Orange is fresh and full of vitality. It's also creative and adventurous. However, orange can also be associated with being cost-effective. So next time you go to your grocery store, take a note of what color the labels are that are advertising the deals. Very often, they're going to be orange. Yellow is an optimistic color. It's about being playful and being happy. Um, for me, I also think about it in terms of harmonious harmony, um, even maybe some humor. There's like that lightfulness kind of play with it. Um, green is natural. It often is used to demonstrate sustainability and freshness. Um, it can also be associated with prestige and wealth. So if green would be a, a really natural color to fit with a kind of a health brand or a brand that was associated with freshness fresh foods, Woolworth's brand in Australia is uh, green. You know, they've got green in there and that's a lot about to do with the freshness of their vegetables and, and things like that. But then also the wealth. So we know that green is a lot about abundance. It's a lot about money. It's a lot about prosperity. So if you were a financial advisor or you were doing anything, maybe even a bank and you were in terms of like um, helping people manifest or draw or bring about money. Green might be a good fit for you. Then there's like blue, blue's trustworthy and reliable. It's often can be calming, but blue can also be associated with depression. I feel blue today. That's very often a, a, something that people might say if they feel down or feel depressed. Well, in Australia, there's a um, organization called Beyond Blue. They have blue in their logo. They also have yellow in their logo. And I believe they also have red in their logo. So if we look at that, we wanted to break it down for a minute. We go, okay, blue is trustworthy and reliable, but it's also in a way connecting with the depressive sort of nature, what that organization is based upon. Then you bring yellow. Yellow is a lot about optimism. It's a lot about being playful and happy. Um, and like I said earlier, for me, it's a lot about harmonious too. Or I keep saying harmonious harmony, but then red is about um, excitement and anger and taking action. So you can see how those three colors subtly together could actually work really, really well. So purple is royalty and majesty. It's also spiritual and mysterious, as I was talking about earlier. Brown's down to earth and honest. White is pure. So... Um, like Michelle was saying, it's very sort of angelic, high frequency color. So very often white can be associated as well with being clean. So if you are a cleaning company or if you're a company, maybe even a church or a spiritual based business like Michelle, the light worker, 
makes a lot of sense that she would have white as the primary color in her logo, which she does, or in her branding. So obviously you've got your silver and your golds that are mixed in within that, but white is a pretty big element when I look at your branding. Then you bring in black. Black is elegant and sophisticated. It can be luxurious and um, formal, however, but it can also be sorrowful, right? Because we think about people who are black at funerals. So these are all the things that you want to also keep in mind. So if you're a funeral home, black might be the right color for your branding for your logo. But if you're a luxury brand, like an auto brand or a clothing designer or something like that, black might also work because it's sophisticated and elegant. And then finally, if you had multicolor, multicolor is sort of like offering the spirit of diversity. I mean, we think about rainbows. We think about how that icon has really been brought forth to be a lot about, in, um, you know, inclusivity and like bringing all the colors of the rainbows together and things like that, which is awesome. So multicolor is really sort of open to all, everything. And I think it's a really accessible color to many, although, you know, some people are drawn to whatever they're going to be drawn to. So I guess what I want to say in relation to that is that if you are looking to rebrand, if you are looking to pay attention to, you know, maybe choosing a business, pay attention to whether or not the color of their branding, their signage and all that kind of stuff draws you in or repels you because we have these subconscious sort of reactions to color when, um, you know, that we're, we're kind of being, I don't know that, that are affecting us, even if we're not necessarily aware of it. Yes. That's my, that's my bit on that. Yeah, and I love what you said about blue. That was um, a different perspective for me because I was sort of looking at it from a, you know, communication and all of that sort of perspective. But I guess it depends on the shade as well because sometimes, you know, I guess a, yes, you know, a sky blue could be very calming or, you know, that sort of thing. Yes. Um, dreams. You can get more vibrant. Sky blue dreams. Blues. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's an interesting one with the blue. But, yeah, definitely um, feeling blue and, and all about the connotations associated with that is um, very interesting. Um, I guess one of the reasons that we decided to do this show was because I was talking to Lauren about people showing up in a particular colour and when they do readings with me and sometimes I'll walk in and I don't always pay attention. I guess subconsciously I am, but not consciously, but, you know, people will walk in and like yellow um, or red, you know, all red from head to toe. Some people, um, or you know, one particular color really stands out in what they're wearing. And it's interesting because when we get into the reading and then I sort of look at them and go, wow, you're wearing a lot of blah, whatever that color is. And we've been talking about maybe their solar plexus the whole time or their heart space or something. And they're wearing a color sort of representing that. And I'm always quite surprised because I don't totally notice it. But then when I'm in the reading and all that stuff's coming up, I'm like, wow, look at the color you're wearing. And a lot of the time I'll say, yeah, you know, it's weird. I um, had something else on and I got changed before I came. Or, you know, I was going to actually on the weekend when we did the um, activation at Condolilla Falls, um, one of the girls, she was wearing a white shirt with like a pattern or something on the front of it, like a logo. And I said to her, um, this particular like color or emotion or something like that was coming up a lot. And I, I think I mentioned a color to her and she goes, Oh, she said, I actually wanted to wear a shirt with that on. It was the whole shirt was that color, but I put this on instead. And she said, I'm really disappointed now that I didn't wear the other color. Cause that's what my intuition was telling me to do. So it was really interesting that, you know, when you think about what you're being pulled to, and sometimes we ignore that pull, we need to listen to that. That's our intuition. So um, you know, I think that's super important. And it's just funny, the number of times I've heard people say, God, this thing was buried in the bottom of my cupboard and I just felt like I had to put it on and wear it today. And, you know, a lot of the time those people are doing healings with me as well. So 
Um, yeah, it's a super interesting, but, um, I do look at color, I guess, in the cards when I'm doing readings and stuff too. Like often if there's, um, you know, if I'm using my crystal deck, the colors of the crystals represent the chakras. So whatever the color is or whatever the crystal is, that's important to the person. So if I am doing a healing, often I'll get those cards out and that's almost like taking a look through the body, you know, whatever cards come out, that's the one I'm going to be working on that chakra or that part of the body uh, that I'll be working on in their, um, in their reading. But, you know, generally speaking, cards, I do look at the color and I will sort of talk a bit about, you know, this is root chakra, there's a lot of root chakra in this, blah, blah, blah. Um, we need to do more grounding. So that'll be an indication to me that we need to do a bit more grounding um, if there's a lot of that coming up for that person. Um, so yeah, colors do play a huge role um, in uh, myself as a reader, in my role as a reader. Uh, but I am wearing black at the moment. Uh, but I was saying to Lauren a while ago that I don't actually wear black in readings because um, someone I had a reading with said, don't ever wear black in a reading. And it's not for everyone. I guess it's just specific to me, but she said, don't wear black in a reading. So I will get changed before I start my day today. And, um, and it does make me feel good when I wear my, you know, I got a lot of beige. I went out and bought a few new things, beige, blue, um, you know, some pinks, um, some more floral colors. Say, God, I'm covered in cat hair. Unbelievable. Yeah. See, that's the other thing with black, Lauren, is yeah. black shows up everything. <laughs> and I've had my cat like zing, zing, zing all over me. And I'm looking at myself going, oh my God, I look like a bear. Um, this is crazy. Uh, this will wipe my nose. So um, that's the other downside of black. Um, but white's probably the same. Mm, yeah, I'll just quickly add <laughs> so, just, um, Lauren, just, just to kind of finalize you know, our points here, basically. It's just thinking about the intention that you want. So if you you know, are choosing colors for your business, think about what are your brand goals? Do you want people to feel safe, secure, happy, make money? Do you want them to take action? Do you want them to you know, um, connect more with spirit. Like what are your brand goals? Who is your target audience? So this is really important because I know we're generalizing that maybe women would be drawn more to pink or lighter colors, like maybe even yellow or blues or something. But very often if you're targeting an audience, it's better to generalize so you can get more people. There's obviously going to be examples all the time. I wear black all the time, but I still love pink. So it's paying attention to who your audience is, or like I said, and like you've been talking about what sort of reaction you want from other people. And then finally, you know, if you're thinking about changing your brand up, what are the personality traits to your brand? So do you want your brand to be fun or serious or inspirational? Because again, you know, if you look at Rara, for example, my colors were green, red, purple, yellow, blue. It's like, whoa, this is a lot. It's a lot happening here. However, when you think about it, I really wanted people to be inspired and be excited. So if I wanted people to feel really corporate, I would have gone with brown and gray and black. I didn't want people to feel like that. I wanted them to be who they are. So, you know, have a think about your personality for your, for your brand, even for yourself. And this is where you can really start to transform into who you want to be, right? Where you can go, you know what? I want to be more fun. I want to be more inspired. So I'm going to start to dress accordingly. I don't want to be so serious or so closed off, for example. So have a look at that. And we'll talk a bit more about that following the Spirits Up segment, which is brought to you by Michelle's Business. Can I just uh, say something on the pink part of that? You know, it's interesting, Lauren, because when we were growing up and you're a, bit, a little bit younger than me, but I'm a lot younger, boys never wore pink when I was growing up, it was very gender specific. Yeah, you know what I mean? When I was growing up, it was like girls wore these colors, boys wore those colors. Babies were dressed in particular colors. It was, that was a, a stock center thing because I think a lot of parents wanted people to understand that that was a boy or a girl. And 
I remember when pink became a thing for men, when men started wearing like business, you know, shirts, you know, corporate attire that was like a pink shirt, like a really pale pink or whatever. Or then they started wearing like pink, you know, sometimes like going out shirts and clothes and stuff like that. And I remember being really shocked, like men are wearing pink. This is so strange. And then Jason, my husband bought a, um, one of those flamingo shirts from um, Connor um, where it's like a dark shirt, like a navy blue with like the pink flamingos yeah. all over it. And I really liked it, part of me. And I actually chose that for him. I thought that was really nice. And he wears beige pants with it. But back in the day, men did not wear pink. So I don't know who started that pink thing, but I really like it. Like when I started to get used to it, I was like, this is kind of cool. Like it means that there's not that sort of set boundary difference, you know, in it all. Um, and I actually really like it. So I just wanted to sort of highlight that. Anyway, um, The Spirits Up is brought to you by my business, Michelle Price, a light worker. I am on uh, Facebook as Michelle Price, a light worker, and a few other social media sites as Michelle R. Price, uh, Instagram as well. So if you need any guidance, and a lot of people are getting guidance at the moment because they're a little bit confused with everything going on with lockdowns in various parts of the world. Um, if you need guidance, if you need healing, a lot of people are doing healings at the moment as well. I teach Reiki. I'm a Reiki master, and I also mentor to help people develop and discover gifts um, that you may have spiritual gifts. Um, so if any of that tickles your fancy, I'm also a medium. I don't even know if I said that medium speaking to past over loved ones, uh, then come visit me on Michelle Price, the light worker. And as we do every week, we put our contact details into the show notes. Beautiful. So the only thing that I wanted to comment on in relation to this was just to pay attention when you're getting dressed on, and I think subconsciously we do it naturally, honestly, but you know, pay attention to how colors are affecting you. So for example, if you're really feeling anxious, maybe you want to wear black, maybe you want to wear a bit of a grounding color, like a brown or something along mm -hmm. those lines. If you're feeling really lethargic and not motivated and a bit like blah, then it would be important for you to maybe consider bringing in some red, you know, some of that action, some of that excitement sort of color. You can even do that through lipstick or through accessories. So there's a lot of different ways you can bring mm. these sort of pops of color into your wardrobe. Um, wear a scarf, for example, or jewelry. So I just wanna encourage a listener at home really to start to pay attention to the feelings that they want to bring about, start dressing um, in those colors, or else start to pay attention to the way that their colors are feeling on them because everything really does have a vibration, right? So when you put on something like black, it's going to have a totally different feel than something that's light and white. Even as I say that now, I can feel the lightness of white. Whereas when I think about black, it's the heaviness of black. So there's a pretty big difference. So it's just about self-awareness and then just really honoring where you're at and knowing that as long as you're honoring where you're at and you're wearing what feels comfortable for you, that's really the main point. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. But it's just being conscious as we were sort of alluding to, um, as Lauren's saying, just be conscious about it, what you're putting on and why, uh, and what your mood is doing. Cause you could lift your mood as well. You know, if you're feeling a bit down in the dumps, maybe stick on something yellow and you may not feel like it, but it may um, just sort of seep in a little bit. Um, Lauren alluded to food before as well. And I just sort of wanted to highlight this because I remember watching this on Jamie Oliver. He was talking about food and coloring and, uh, he was going to schools and sort of working on the canteens there and trying to get people to rethink what they were fitting kids. And he had a table and he went, he worked with different families and he got the family's food, you know, um, of what they eat during the week. And he got all of that food from the week and he put it all on the table and they were basically eating takeaways seven days a week. 
And when it was all sitting on the table, it was like all really brown and orange and yellow and bit like a murky, you know, yellow. Everything was really brown and orange and yellow. And it was just disgusting. And I'm looking at it going, oh my God. And this whole family was like wanting to vomit. And they're like, are we really eating that? And he's going, yeah. And he said, so have a look at this. And he'd set up another table and he had fresh fruit and vegetables all over it. And it was like every color of the rainbow. There's like purple cabbage. There's like beautiful greens, capsicums, bright red, strawberries, all this, oranges, lemons, greens, you know, limes, everything. And they're like, wow. And he said, so you want to eat the rainbow? You want to eat the rainbow? And I was like, that is the best. I love that. And it was like, you wanted to just chuck all that disgusting fast food in the bin. Sorry for those who are eating fast food out there. Um, And occasionally fine, but you know, if you think about it, fast food, really, a lot of the time, you know, curries are lovely every now and then, but they are very uniform in color. Um, but they do have vegetables and stuff like that in them. But, you know, a lot of the fast food, if you're talking about burger joints and stuff like that, are very much uniform in color. They're oranges, browns, murky. Um, so have a think about the rainbow. Eating the rainbow may be a good thing. Um, but that's always stuck in my mind. And I think that that's um, really fantastic. Uh, and I just sort of alluded to that in my notes as well about, you know, choosing the color based on the mood you want to create. So you may be feeling a bit, a bit down in the dumps, uh, maybe stick on that yellow or orange, you know, shirt, whatever you feel like, you know, lifting your vibration a little bit. Maybe orange is good for creativity. Um, so that may actually change your day. If you do that. Um, now, Lauren, we do have a little announcement mm. um, here to make. So um, I, we chatted a little bit about this before Lauren and I, because um, Lauren's got a few other endeavors that she's doing and um, is very, very busy with all of that, getting it all set up. And I was chatting to a lady who actually I have had on the show previously um, as one of our guests, um, Rebecca Meyer. And so she has very graciously agreed to sort of step in um and take over to give Lauren time to sort of focus on you know her other endeavors um the afterlight institute is really taking off um and everything's going super well there so um yeah we'll be bringing Rebecca Meyer uh into the show we've been doing this together for over a year Mm. and it is our weekly catch-up because when before we started doing it we were still talking like I don't know two times a week or something like that Uh, and when we worked together we talked pretty much every day um communicated pretty much every day um, so yeah, it's been amazing. Lauren sort of really built this up. She's done all my graphics, the graphics for the podcast, not my graphics, our graphics, um, the graphics of the podcast and all the socials and all that sort of stuff. Um, and I honestly could not have done any of that. I wouldn't have known where to start. You know, that's not my department. I'm not good at that sort of thing. Um, but you know, you took me through it, um, took me through the process and, um, I think it's just been amazing. Like it's been an amazing journey. So really great. Yeah, I agree. And I think that, you know, if you, you know, maybe sometime I can come back and fill in or something like that if needed. Oh yeah. Um, That'd be amazing. But yeah, I think it's mostly like when you have a podcast, it's really important to have a balance in roles. And, um, Michelle and I Mm. were talking and I, I had explained to her that I, I wasn't able to do my part of the, my balance or my part of the business for our podcast properly. And, um, Michelle yeah. thought she could take everything on, but it turns out that she is not a machine because she also needs to have time for herself and her, all these other endeavors. So it's, um, it's important. Mm. I think that when you are in a, in a relationship, in the business relationship, that there is a good yin and yang or a good sort of balance where everybody feels like, you know, um, 
they're able to do the best that they can. And so I think that you're going to be able to take the podcast to the next stage where it needs to go now. And, um, I, yeah, I wish you all the best and I think it's great. So I'm going to, I am sad though, that I'm going to miss talking to you every week, but I guess we'll just have to have a chat Same. on the phone. Same. That's normal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I think, um, we'd love to have you on and, and, you know, happy to do, you know, if you want to come in and we do like a little three-way, hello, how we are, here we are. Um, because you and I've had a lot of laughs and I've got so many moments where quite often I'll message Lauren when I'm editing and just go, Oh my God, that thing you said, Oh my God, that is hilarious. Like when yeah. I listen back, I'm like, like oh, oh, right. I, I can't remember what, what was that something. <laughs> There was something last episode that you said and it cracked me up. Thank you. Have a good um, day. So yeah, you know, if you haven't listened to all the episodes, yeah, 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 yeah. We're like, have a great day. I was like, oh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> so good. Um, so we have a lot of laughs. And if you haven't listened to all the episodes, it is worthwhile going back and having a listen because Lauren um, has been incredible um, with, you know, building all of this up. And I could, as I said, never have done this on my own. I wouldn't have known where to start. Um, so, you know, Lauren, I went and I met you, had two podcasts and this became your third podcast. Yeah. So it was amazing. A big, a big juggling act for you, young lady. Yeah. So, um, yeah, this will be good. It'll be um, allowing us to be, do a bit more on socials, do our Facebook lives and all that sort of stuff and, um, you know, get a lot more um, uh, of our presence uh, out there. Yeah. So it'll be really good. So next week we will have a new, uh, new co-host. So that'll be really exciting, Rebecca Meyer. And uh, that'll be coming up in the next episode. So thank you so much, Lauren, for everything. And uh, yes, we do need to still talk. We need to get on Zoom and hey, yes. how are we going? Uh, and catch up on our week because that's the whole point is talking about our week. Uh, really, the rest of the class, yeah. <laughs> it's all about right. catching up on our week. And your crazy <laughs> stories. That's what I love. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> So uh, stay tuned, um, you know, and please recommend this podcast to anyone uh, that you do know who you think might like it. And uh, you will be hearing from Lauren again um, in the future, but also she's on the Afterlife podcast. So uh, head over there and uh, check that out because it is an awesome podcast with lots of fabulous yeah. guests. And, uh, yeah, they're doing all a uh, fantastic mm -hmm. job over there as well. Well, thank you. Well, this has been the business, uh, the spirits up. Shit. Oh, you do what I do every week. Every week I do that at the end. <laughs> Spirits Up Business Podcast. And we thank you for listening. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, thank, thank you, Thank you, Michelle. All the best. <laughs>